Isn't that cool? If you can, open up your Bibles uh, with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, um, we are, I'm trying to look at the time here. Okay, great. We're going to go a little shorter today, God willing, you know, I hope. Anyways, and, and the reason why is uh, I'm going to make a, an announcement at the very end of the service, and we want to allow for some time, a fellowship, that if you have any questions about the announcement, you can come talk to me privately in the foyer. Does that sound good? Amen. So that's why we're going to have a shorter time. First Corinthians chapter 12, I just want you to understand that it is great to be with Metro East. And I hope you are all grateful for each other. Silence. <laughs> Don't you need to kind of reawaken that a little bit? Are you grateful for each other? You don't have to say amen if you're not. Okay, great, great. I don't want I'm, I hate coaxing things out of people. Aren't you grateful for each other? Aren't you fired up? Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for. But you know, sometimes you just gotta go, wow, I'm in great company. Sometimes, you know what, we have stopped saying to each other in a way, because we've maybe in the past, recent past, made ourselves feel embarrassed to say it. You go, what is it? I need you. You know, I need you. I'm not going to make you say it to each other, just not in that mood. Sometimes I might. But it's hard sometimes. I think some, maybe in recent past, who knows? Maybe you've been let down to go, I don't want to need anyone ever again. Has that ever happened to you? Maybe it could be your pride and say, I don't want to look needy. Has that ever, anyone ever told you you're a bit needy? They never say that in a happy, encouraging way. You know, they don't go, you know what I really appreciate about you? Your neediness. <laughs> That yearning in your eyes when I walk by you, seemingly wanting someone, I find it so attractive. Right? We don't say that as a compliment. So you go, well, I don't want to be needy. I've been disappointed. I don't want to be needy. But I need you guys. I'm developing some really, really just friends that I think, wow, I I'm amazed at how close we've become in a short amount of time. Uh, you know, I, I, it's great to have, and we've already know the Bullisons have come back and, into this ministry, which is great. Um, but I love Dale. You know, the thing with Dale is I, I've learned to be kinder over time, but I, I want you to understand uh, kindness is not my strength. It's not listed as a skill on my resume. Does that make sense? It's something I've had to learn. And so with Dale, he used to be a staff. He used to lead a lot of things I work with. And so um, I would say something flat, blah, 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 blah. And then I'd say, you know, do it your Dale way because Dale's kind. Yes. He doesn't have to try not to be. It's great to have people like that in my life. Don't you, don't you think, wow, this person's different from me. It helps me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt that? Yes. Yes, yeah. And you know, when you point out people in the group, then some of us go, well, you know, oh, you don't like me, or what about this? And I just want you to understand that, you know, I'm talking about a few people. Don't worry. We got plenty of time to love each other for a number of years to come, right? 
Mike Glenn's become like, we, we have become friends by odd circumstances in many ways. We've, we're going through some very similar things together. And, and so we've developed a very emotional connection, you know, where I go, wow, this, we're going through a lot of same things. When we're talking, we're talking about a lot of similar things. And it's just like, wow. Uh, I appreciate that. I've just gotten to know him over the last few months. Does that make sense? Zero history, boom. All of a sudden, wow, I need this guy. Right, well you, I hope you guys look around you. I'm, I'm filled with people who are beginning to really inspire me. Amen. I already told you when I moved here or when I came here. I didn't move. I'm here, but I didn't move. Like, really, you moved? No, I'm just here. When I came here, right, Amir is one of the best friends you could ever have. He will keep in contact with you. He will always be encouraging to you. Amir is one of the best friends you could ever have. Isn't that cool? Amen. I hope you feel like, wow, there are people here I need. You know, here's, gonna, here's what's going to surprise you. The Maganyas are super reliable. You know, I, I, and I hope that you go, like, surprise you. I don't know, because when I came here, I'm all like, who's leading what and whatnot? And, and the Magandas here, I, I, if I ask them to get something done, they do it super well. In, incredibly reliable people. And you go, wow, I, I kind of need you. We, the Daniels moved on. We needed the Daniels, right? And so when people move on, we did this big, long goodbye to them. Why? Because we've needed them. And if you're visiting with us and you go, what kind of church is this? We're kind of needy people. <laughs> and in God's eyes, that's not necessarily bad. You know, I got the Carters right there. You know, they, they, they've been part of Metro as well. Oh, they're here to help plan for the um, October, uh, the fall festival. They're here to help us plan for the fall festival. Guess what? South Cities needs East Cities. You go, really? Absolutely. And we in Metro East need those people in the South, right? Amen. Isn't that great to be a little needy? Yep. It's not wrong in the Bible. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because right. we're talking about love. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. It is so important that we have loving relationships in the church. And you go, well, what do you mean by in the church? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. You know, what I see here is this concept of one body. I'm not talking about this kind of dysfunctional only that makes you feel trapped. Okay, not one like only and no one else can be the church. But I am talking about this sense of closeness. I think that one means, hey, we're close. Now I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. We don't kind of look close because we sit so far apart from each other. So please, over time, remember, you can actually sit next to each other. Now, we may do some, like, heavy policing soon and, like, tape off sections so you could just sit in a certain place, okay? Um, this doesn't feel like one, but I trust you. Does that make sense? Now, God wants us to be one body. This sense of closeness, this sense of love, this sense of unity, he wants us to feel that. He says it begins with baptism, so we know how important baptism is. Amen. Amen. 
And you go, well, what is this leading to? 1 Corinthians 13, it says, you know what? It talks about love. So we know this love is the glue. But we're going to talk a little bit about what does this one body look and feel like. In verse 15, I want you to get a sense of who God is. In verse 15, so he just says, hey, we've got to be one body. We've got to be close. In verse 15, now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be as it is? There are many parts, but one body. Did you know God's very encouraging? You go, what do you mean? I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm reading words. Sometimes I just don't have a big picture. I don't have a flow. I don't have a feeling. I guess just get through some words. Sometimes I'm in that mode. Have you ever been that way when you're reading the Bible? Well, let me kind of connect you with this moment. He says, we're one body. Let me encourage you. He says, just because you're a foot doesn't mean you're not important. He starts off by saying every part is important. He starts, you know, if, and he doesn't say just like in a general sense. He makes it very personal here. He says, just because you say you're a foot doesn't mean you're not important. Don't look at the hand and think, wow, you know, that's important. Don't be going, I want to just talk to the hand. You know, hands seem so awesome, don't you? You don't find people who go, wow, hands are gross. You really don't find people who say that. I mean, some people do. It'll be odd. But have you ever found people feel like feet are gross? Yeah, some of you in the group, yeah, feet are kind of gross. Feet are, you know, we wear shoes. You know, a lot of people don't like looking at people. Yeah, feet are stinky. Feet is what you, wa- are wa- what, what you walk on. You know, feet just seem, get, they get so little press. You have hand models. You don't really look at, I'm a foot model. But there probably are foot, feet models. Foot models? Feet models? I don't know the proper term. But here's the thing. Feet are important. God just says, I want to encourage you. Whoever you think you are in this body, just go, wow, I'm so important. Say, I'm a big deal. Many of us, we walk into church feeling like, well, the important people are going to be paraded in the front. And so the unimportant people, we just kind of sit. No, God says, no, everyone's important. Every person matters. Oh, you're saying, oh, because of my contribution matters, my, you know, whatever. No, no, you matter. Not your pocketbook, your brain, your heart, your mouth. You represent a sliver of the Holy Spirit, and together we represent the fullness of Christ. Isn't that cool? God just wants to encourage us first. That's why he starts off with that encouragement. Now then he says, pass it on. In verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to their feet, I don't need you. We need each other. I just talked about that. You can't say, I don't need you. So number one, you're important. Number two, they're important. 
The people around you are important. How much have you decided your Christianity shouldn't involve the other people around you? How much have you decided, I want to scratch and claw and figure out a way that I can walk with God in a disconnected fashion? You go, what do you mean by that? There are huge views of Christianity that just say, hey, it's just you and God. It's just your personal walk with God, your personal relationship with God. It's just you and God. It's, and, you know, in God alone. And if you, you're, you're, there's something wrong with you if you need anybody else. That you should just do everything right. You should be totally committed, just whatever, all on your own. And if you have a solid walk with God, my goodness, perfection should abound. And God says, you can't say that. Isn't that crazy? The Bible literally says, don't say that. Don't say, I don't need you. What, you're saying I can't have a personal walk with God? No, I believe God is my personal fuel. I believe God, like I said, he says, I am personally important in this body. Doesn't matter if I look at myself as the foot or the hand or the eyelash or the pinky or, you know, whatever. God says you individually are important. But he also says we don't look at each other and say, I don't need you. You're important. The people around you are important. Isn't that cool? Yes, sir. Have we become Nunya Christians? We all know what Nunya Christians are. How you doing, Nunya? How's your purity, Nunya? How's your marriage, Nunya? How's your time being spent, Nunya? You know, none of what? None of your business. It's there. There is some area in our mind and our heart, and we just go, none of you, none of you, none of you. And you know what? For every person, it's different. I'll be quite frank with you. For every one of us, we have one none of you area in our life. And sometimes we create doctrine around it. Hey, my money is none of you. My marriage is none of you. My evangelism, none ya. My emotions, none ya. My history's none ya. And every person will say, well, the Bible says I don't have to talk about this. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to do this. And if we each pick one area, we cannot be one body because I'm telling you, each one of you has a different kryptonite. And isn't it the area where the weakest in we don't want to talk about? Come on. I don't want to talk about my weight. It's my weakest area. You know, when you hang out with Mike Glenn, trust me, it's just uncomfortable. He's all, mm, 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 tree bark. Oh, yum, 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 yum. I've been waiting all day to eat this leaf. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't talk to you right now. I'm going to the gym. How are you doing, Dave? Nunya. Nanya, nanya, nanya. It's just interesting, right? That area. Now we're going. We're, we're doing Jenny Craig. Now Robin says, "Don't talk about it in public." 
but she's not here today. It's our secret. And you know why we do it? You know why we pay money? It, you pay money, and so it forces you to get on that scale every week. Because if I don't pay money, I don't want to touch that scale. I really don't. Come on, right? Who wants to know? Just buy new pants. Why face the truth when you can go to Kohl's? So anyways, I'm just trying to tell you. It's like there is something in us. We just go, nanya, nanya, nanya. We want to create nanya Christians. We got to start being lecha Christians. I want to let you into my life. I want to let you into my heart. Now guess what? Some of us, we don't handle being in someone's life well. We'll gossip. We'll judge. We'll be mean. And I've been one of them. Okay, I understand. We're very imperfect. Okay, and that's why we have to keep at it. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I'll say it now. And remember, I'm back and forth. You know, I'll preach like now. Now, this is a brand new group, right? So I'm either, I don't remember sometimes what I preach to a different group or another group. But here, here's the thing about married people. What single adults do, and our sing, a lot of our singles are at this marriage, uh, singles retreat. Not at a marriage retreat. That would be inappropriate. But they're at a singles retreat right now. And when you work with singles, they go, you know, I want to hang out with more married people. You go, why? Because they seem more mature. Married people seem more mature. They seem to have, like, this thing called maturity. <laughs> Married people, you're like, huh. <laughs> but here's what makes you mature as a married couple. You have nowhere else to go. <laughs> That's it. That matures you. Literally, you're stuck with that person that you committed to. Hey, stuck. Stuck's not bad. <laughs> Huey Lewis didn't think stuck was bad, right? Any of those of you close to my age? I'm happy to be stuck with you. Right? Not bad. Our team's like, who's Huey Lewis? <laughs> yeah? So I'm stuck with you. If you're stuck with someone, you work it out. And you learn. And you grow. Isn't that great? That's why we need each other, period. So we've got to get out of that nunya, okay? I mean, you go, hey, I think you're being a nunya here. Well, you're judging me. No, let me in and then see if I judge you. And if I do, shame on me, we'll work it out. But let me in first. Not me, Dave Kim, but our, just, you can let me in too, but I'm just saying, right? All of us. You with me on that? Yes, sir. Verse 22. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 
If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. You know, this last passage, it talks about there being no division in the body. It ends right here, just this passage, this thought that there should be this oneness. Do you see that? And you go, where does that oneness come from? Now, a lot of times when you just think, okay, no division, oneness, sometimes my default is that means a leader calling us all to be on one page and let's all be one with the leader, okay? That's how we do it, like a team, a coach, a army. And sometimes that's true. But in this passage, it's a little different. Where does this oneness come from? Where even the weak people are important. Look at the scripture. It says in verse 22, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The parts that we think are less honorable should be given special honor. The parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. You know, and he says all these things. He says, but God has put the body together at the end of verse 24, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division. In this passage, our oneness comes from making everyone special. Isn't that cool? That's what the Bible says. Now, I'll be quite frank with you. Weakness is a matter of perspective. And so it's very important for us to, to, to look at who we find as a liability in our life. Sometimes it could be our spouse. Sometimes it could be the brother or sister in the church. Sometimes it could be, you know, sometimes it could be our own kids. And we can get frustrated and we can get upset. And God's saying, you want to be one in this church? Look at who is difficult and say, wow, you're important. I need you. I've talked to people, and they've said, you know what? I want to marry someone who's going to get me into heaven. Have you ever heard that or said that? Okay. Okay. And then you've been married for after about a year, and you're like, huh. <laughs> how is this getting me to heaven? You know, how is this getting me to heaven? Oh, I want to marry someone who's getting me to heaven. Well, you know, the way they're acting, it's not, you know. Well, it is helping you to get to heaven because you're learning how to be more like Jesus. That's how who's marrying you is getting you into heaven. You're learning to love more like Jesus. No, no, no. I want someone to get me to heaven by, you know, being more righteous than I am to inspire me. Well, that's one way. <laughs> but guess what? You want to have no division? Learn how to love those that frustrate you. Come on, bro. Yeah. Learn how to love those that you think are dispensable. There are many people that are valuable, but to us, they're a hindrance. Come on. Right? There are many people that other people like, but you don't. You've been a person, possibly. Have you ever been that person where, gosh, you know? Have you ever seen that? Like, you, there's a brother, and, and, uh, and I've... And then, you know, one guy comes up, they're like, hey, how you doing? And they give, they, he gives them a hug, and then you walk by, they go, ah. Oh. And they just kind of walk off. 
Now, you got to understand who I am. I just want you to understand. There are times when I've preached and I get off the stage and people don't even remember I'm the person who last preached. That's how forgettable I am as a person, just so you know. There was a brother who was like this. He was like this major leader in Hawaii. Okay. Now, my best friend planted the church in Hawaii. He was leading the church in Hawaii. And I was here in L.A. And I was a, you know, me, just leading the ushers in L.A. And this major, awesome, young Christian leader brother from Hawaii visited Los Angeles. And I said, wow, he's friends with Brock, my best friend who's leading the church in Hawaii. So I rushed up to him and said, hey, bro, you know, I, you, know you know Brock. And I'm, I, I, he, he was my roommate. He used to disciple me. And the guy, brother goes, uh-huh, okay, okay, great. And he just kind of blew me off. A year later, I was his roommate in Hawaii. A year later, Brock, who was leading the church because we were close, had me leading a lot. And we were roommates. And one day, we're sitting there, and he said, bro? I said, yes. He asked me, are you taller now than when I first met you? And I said, you know, I was 26, so no. <laughs> I stopped growing when I was like four, 13, just so you know. This is 13 height. And I said, no. He goes, why? He goes, well, I remembered meeting you a year ago, and I wasn't very impressed. See, so you just seem taller now. And I just said, well, you know, I don't leave that big of an impression. Okay, so I understand. Sometimes we can feel invisible. There are some people that mean something to someone else and you think they don't mean anything to you. There are people you would want to write out of your life. And God says, you want to have no division in the church? Make everyone special. Make everyone special. Isn't that a cool thought? It says in verse 27, just for us to remember. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. We live in a world now where Jesus is just not an exciting name to say. We don't go, wow, what a privilege it is. But I want you to understand, God says, hey, you are the body of Christ. You are part of Jesus. Each one of you is a part of his body. Let's make that matter. Let's make that so important in our hearts. But you know, it's, it's, it's by God's way, not ours. Know that you are important. Number one, know that everyone else is important. Is that clear? Yeah. Number, number three, let's really love the indispensable, the frustrating, the weaker. Let's just pull them in. And that may mean something different for each one of you. For some of you, it may be leadership that you bear it off and you're scared of. A leader is a human being. Love them. So for some of you, and maybe someone who's struggling, who completely does the same sin over and over again. God says, don't write people off. Love them. For another one, it could be just someone whose voice or habits are like nails on a chalkboard. 
love them. And that's how we'll be one, and that's how we can walk with great confidence that we are the body of Christ. And each one of us is an important member of it. Does that sound awesome? Cool. So that's the lesson for today. I hope that encouraged you.